So, um, fabulous. Okay, so welcome to Biohacking with Joe Baines. And here is Joe. <laughs> um, and um, uh, yeah, so uh, to, to introduce, um, I'm just going to, um, what was the, uh, the secret to optimum health? And um, I'll leave it to Joe to explain exactly what is biohacking and all about that. How can, um, we met at the Sun and Moon Festival not so long ago, and you just gave a, such an impressive talk about uh, what you're going to talk about tonight. So I won't uh, spoil the secrets, um, but I was so impressed. And then I took some private sessions with you, and you taught me, gave me some advice about my my food, what I'm eating, and I had I brought um, my issues to you, um, and that was. Is it a couple of months ago? Could it be a couple of months already? I don't know if, that, if it's that long already. Um, and I've already feel, felt the difference myself. I felt, I feel, I feel better. I feel less bloated. I've lost weight. And um, I'm just doing it really gentle, gentle with myself. I'm not pushing myself at all because I, I can't stand diets, all that sort of thing. So, um, so thank you very much, Joe. And you're going to be talking about biohacking. So everybody um and i know there are there are probably going to be people coming onto this call as we talk and um if you do have any questions following this talk if you're watching this video the replay then uh please ping me an email and um be happy to ask you answer your questions so meanwhile all, uh, all over to you joe thank you so much for coming tonight brilliant thank you anthea uh right so um i'm uh so i i'm a biohacker I don't know if you know what biohacking is. Uh, biohacking came about about 15 years ago. And it came about because we can now, we're getting to the level in our technology that we can look inside the body cheaply, quickly, and easily, and, and a lot more with a lot more sensitive equipment. So we can see what's going on in your, inside your body almost in real time in a lab, uh, in your brain, in your blood, everywhere. Do you know? So, so we can now... Um, allow so we can we can now hello hello jackie ah oh, caroline maybe we should uh wait yeah hello welcome hello jackie how you doing jackie is quiet at the moment uh, okay maybe so jackie can you hear me jackie no okay what about julie julie can you hear me yes i can hear you very well Jim. oh perfect can you well, what brings you here just to just while you know before we get really get going well, I, I was sorry I never actually got to any of your biohacking talks at Sun and Moon. And so I just thought, well, this is an opportunity to learn more about it. Yeah. Did you have any kind of health problems or anything? Uh, well, I'm always looking for more tips for well-being and, you know, feeling good. So, yeah, I'm just very curious as to what you're going to tell us. But but generally you're in good health, though, that you've got no um, problems. I mean, generally you're good. Yeah, you, you just want to take it to the next level, to the next Absolutely. level. Yeah, definitely. Oh, brilliant. You then you're a biohacker. You passed the first requirement of being a biohacker. 
a biohacker just wants to take the health to the next level. So it's like somebody going to the uh, gym, you know, the people start going to the gym and they just want to work out a little bit, you know, a couple of times a week. And then, but a biohacker is like, no, I want to go to the next level, have bigger muscles, you know, be stronger, be faster, you know? And so biohacking is about whatever level you're at, it's take it to the next level and to the next level and the next. And what I've discovered, I've been doing this for five years. There is no upper limit. There's no upper limit in terms of health. There's no upper limit in terms of, um, strength there's no upper limit you know like in anything it's just just limits that we put on ourselves and so when you get comfortable at that level you'll see the next level when you get comfortable at that level you see the next and you just keep seeing them so it just gets faster and better and stronger and healthier um so yeah so that's welcome yeah um to um to our workshop here and massive thanks to anthea for putting it on so yeah, so as I was saying, biohacking is just the art and science of peak performance and peak health. Uh, it's 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 a science because there's a lot of research coming out of the universities, a lot of the the labs, you know, the uh, research labs are coming out with um, all this information around how the body works, what makes the body do what it does, and a lot of the the things that we're using in biohacking are actually thousands of years old. They're like uh, from Ayurveda or Chinese medicine, but like thousands of years. But now in the lab, we can prove them. But not only can we prove them, uh, Jackie disappeared and is back. But not only can we prove them now, we can tune them as well. So now we can take like fasting and tune that. We can take coffee and tune that to you. You know, so it, it, and that's why it's a science. It's an art as well. Because even though we're all the same, we're all very, very slightly different, like by half a percent or a quarter of a percent. And that then allows us to, um, so if I could come up with like a, a, a coffee recipe, let's say, and I could try on me and, and I would get massive results. And I'm like, wow, this coffee recipe is, recipe is the best in the world. But Julia could try it and she goes, well, it was okay. But she changes the recipe slightly and she gets big results and she goes, ah, that's, that's it, this one. And then the next person tries it. So everybody tr is making the same, using the same coffee recipe, but with slight changes. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, and that, that's the art in, in the biohacking because, you know, we're all different, even though we're exactly the same. Uh, <clears throat> so that's really important. Um, and so, yeah, so, but most of what I'm going to talk about it's been around for thousands of years. Like it's just been, you know, in, in the old cultures. It's just in the it got lost in the Western culture uh, until it got proved in the labs, and then suddenly when it got proved in the labs, like oh wow, uh, this thing is really important for our health. Like like fasting, fasting in the Western culture, fasting me around for thousands of years, you know, in India and everywhere else, uh, but in in the modern Western advanced world it got lost because they couldn't prove it or disprove it it just seemed like something people did to put themselves through pain you know it was a and so and, then the, and but in 2016 there's a, um, a japanese biologist who studied fasting under the microscope for decades and he found some massive results from it like insane results 
and he won a Nobel Prize in 2016 uh, for fasting, for, for doing all the research on it. Uh, he won loads of awards for it, but the biggest one was the Nobel Prize. And as soon as he won that Nobel Prize, in the Western world, we uh, we took note of notice of it. It's like, ah, oh, okay, fasting isn't just this esoteric thing that people use to beat themselves up with. Fasting has some huge health benefits, uh, which we'll go through. Um, hello, Razna. How are you doing? Yeah. Well, welcome. Welcome to the uh, biohacking workshop. Um, so what we're going to talk about, so before we do that, let me just tell you who I am. Uh, so I'm I'm uh, I'm 55, and at the age of uh, 50, I ended up in hospital with sciatica, with nerve damage, diabetes type two, everything. You know, like I was basically disabled. And uh, up to that point, I thought I was invincible. I thought like nothing could touch me, and I didn't have to care about my sleep. I didn't have to carry up care about what I ate. Uh, I could abuse, I could, you know, do anything and it doesn't matter. And so I, I grew up on fish and chips. I grew up eating pizza, sweets, uh, uh, drinking loads, um, kebabs, Do you know, like, I mean, I had McDonald's, KFC, whatever you name it. To me, that was just food. Uh, and it's only when I ended up in hospital in massive pain, like up to that point, the universe had been slapping me around a bit to let me know that I wasn't doing things the right way, but I just ignored it because, you know, I'm, I am a bit thick skinned and I, and it took me a while. It's only when I ended up in hospital in disabled and in massive pain with diabetes and everything, I went, all right, I'm paying attention now, you know, like, and then in hospital, I got transferred to four different hospitals over six months, and none of them could fix me. Like none of them could do anything with me. Uh, and I mean, I was disabled to the point where I needed somebody to put me in bed, take me out of bed, and all that kind of stuff. But six months after, you know, transferring me to four different hospitals, they eventually went, "Look, there's nothing we can do for you." And up to that point, I've always seen doctors as the experts, as the men in white coats with all the long names. These, these people are, you know, paid hundreds of thousands, even millions of pounds. They know what they're doing. They're the experts. I don't know anything. Right? And so you're the men in the white coats. You fix me. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't want to know. It's not my problem. Do you know that? But when they couldn't fix me, when they eventually told me that that's it, I'm going to have to be disabled for the rest of my life. I'm going to have to have diabetes for the rest of my life. This is just my life now. While they were telling me this in hospice, they were about to discharge me. There was cogs turning in my brain, you know, like, like in the movies where these cogs are turning in a safe. And what, by the time they finished their, 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 their speech, these cogs clicked. And then the door opened, you know, to the safe in my head. And my brain went, now it's my turn. Because up, up to that point, I was a victim. I was a helpless victim. But at that point, that choice was taken away from me that I could no longer be the victim. And so now it was like, well, I have to take charge. And at that point, I realized I'm responsible. I'm responsible for my health. Uh, so, so as soon as they discharged me, I got home. 
my brother used to look after me during the day. My sister used to look after me during the night. But, and I'd have to be turned in bed every hour or every two hours. And so at night by 5 a.m., my sister would be pissed because I've just woken up like four or five times and she's tired. She's also got to go to work as well and all kinds of stuff. And like, she's like, like, couldn't you have slept for another hour? What is wrong with you? Like, because she had like, um, uh, she's just, yeah, short fuse. So, <laughs> and, and I couldn't argue with her, you know, like I couldn't argue with her because like, I'm the, I'm, I need her help. So I, I couldn't get angry. I couldn't argue with her. I would just be like, I'm really sorry. You know, I'm, I, I tried, but just, just turn me. Just please tell me. And eventually she'll calm down and then she'll turn me in bed and go back to sleep. And that gave me a lot of motivation to heal myself. So I thank her for that uh, because like, I'm not doing that every night. You know? um, so, th so that's when I started studying. I was like, okay, I need to find out. I need to find out what health is. I need to find out what diabetes is. I need to find out what nerve damage. I just wanted to know, like, I, I'm one of those people that once I like grab something, I want to know down to the molecule how it works. And so I just studied health like crazy. I you know just went through everything. And, and I'm a biohacker. So whatever I was studying, I would apply it to my body. I would apply it to me. And I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> like, I mean, like insane amount of mistakes. The first year, I think I was just making mistake after mistake. But things started to fall into place, you know, and I noticed one of the things that kept coming across while I was learning all this was get rid of the carbs, get rid of the sugar, get rid of the, um, the, the sweets, get rid of, you know, like, and as, as I started getting, so I didn't know about keto at that time. I didn't know about any of these diets. And I just found myself, the more I got rid of the sugars and the carbs and the breads and the pizzas, the better my health got. Oh, this is interesting. And eventually I got to the point where I just cut all carbs out of my diet. Like I went zero carb. And as soon as I went zero carb, oh my God, like my world exploded. Um, before I went zero carb, I read up on it. And, um, and it, there is a pain barrier. So the first month it was horrendous. But I, I had a, a very strong why that I wanted to heal that, you know, I didn't want to be disabled. And so I was, I had the willpower and the, the reasoning to, to go past that, um, that one month of pain. But as soon as I got past that one month of pain, oh my God, my body just took off. It, it was like, I just become, I just become like a born again Christian. You know, it was like at that level, literally my body just, 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 just became very young. It just became, it just full of came became full of energy and then my biggest problem when i when i first uh, got healed started healing and i went full keto was i had too much energy like way too much so i didn't know how to deal with it so that took me months because and then the other one is it's hard to sleep when you got loads of energy so i used to have sleeping pose when i first went so i had to learn to you know control it you know so so i i call keto human version too because it literally takes you and upgrades you to insane levels like things i can do with my body now i would have called it impossible like 10 20 years ago right well yeah so i mean i'll tell you about them later what i can do with my body 
um yeah so that so that's basically my journey is that i was ignorant and i didn't want to know anything and until my, the, the universe slapped me around enough to wake me up to go right take charge and do you know doctors they are not the doctors and the nhs is labeled as a as the um, health service it is not a health service it is a disease management system all that all a doctor and the nhs are there is to help you manage your diseases they're not there to reverse your disease they're not there to make you healthy uh, they're just there to help you and they do a really bad job of that as well <laughs> just that it's like once you start I should have put that on uh yeah once you start once you start understanding health and then you speak to a doctor or somebody in a hospital or a nurse you realize how little they know uh, it's insane how little they know about health do you know and and doctors they don't get any training on health like i think they get like in their doctor training over 10 years they get like one day or two days training on health it's practically zero and and it's not even in their world um i used to be married to um, a doctor's daughter and so in in that community there was that she her family were doctors all kinds of stuff nurses and in that community they knew about 300 doctors and they used to meet on a regular basis house parties and all that kind of stuff and they all have diseases you know they all have lifestyle diseases like my mother-in-law had high blood pressure diabetes <clears throat> my father-in-law had Alzheimer's and high blood pressure, you know, like, and then my uncle, or my, you know, on my uh, wife's side, had, had diabetes, had this, you know, like they, they all have them. They all have my ex-wife had PCOS, all kinds of stuff. They all have them. And, and in that community, it's seen as normal. Like having a disease is a normal part of being a human being. And it's only when I came out of that and then I had to study and understand it is not your body is you, you have the most amazing system in the world, this thing and yours as well. It's just like the, the technology built into your body is insane. Like if we try to replicate it, we, we don't have the technology to replicate it. Like what your body can do that the, the systems built to repair, heal, and energize you are insane like you know whoever designed this body deserves like a hundred nobel prizes or something you know and it, and it it must have been like a thousand einsteins building this body that's what i'm saying like and as you sit here you're listening to me your body is designed and it is at this very moment trying to take you up to peak health yeah your body's always aiming to take you to peak health if you just sit here drink some water your body will get closer and closer to reaching peak health you know that you have to do nothing to hit peak health only thing you have to do is get out of its way the only thing we are not capable of doing our brains our monkey minds is we cannot do nothing we cannot like we we, we we're told that health is complicated so if it's if it's simple, uh, we we we're like we we question it because like oh wait a minute it can't be that simple it's got to be it's got to be something complicated. So we and we can't sit and do nothing, 
like you will you you will take something you'll take a pill you'll you'll eat this or you'll need this or like we can't do nothing and all we have to do as our conscious being all we have to do is is to hold space all we have to do is hold space around our bodies and our bodies will just naturally go to peak health you know by themselves you don't even have to understand it it will just naturally do it all you got to do is create the space for it to do that and i will teach you here how to do that now one of the things i wanted to say was i uh, do you remember einstein einstein he einstein had a quote and his quote was we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them so that what that means is that you cannot do it at the level of the consciousness so where you are now is due to your belief systems and it's due to your mindset and for you to then take to move on from there say if you want to take your health and the quality of your life to the next level or the next level you have to shift your mindset and your beliefs around your lifestyle around who you are everything and once you do that that will then give you the space to then take your body to the next level and and the 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 health levels you can go to is insane I, um and what I was thinking, well, like, because we're, I'm dealing with a much older generation here, what what would be the most useful thing? And the, the thing that would be the most useful to you would be anti-aging. Because anti-aging fixes all the problems. Like if you could take your body 10 years younger, all your health problems that you have had in the last 10 years would disappear. You know, like, it's, it's literally that simple. But it doesn't, it doesn't work as well for young people. Because if you took a 25-year-old, he doesn't have much many health problems and he doesn't he hasn't damaged hasn't done much damage. And so if you reverse his age, all you're gonna do is reverse it by six months a year maximum, which is gonna have no impact on him. But if you take somebody who's like 70, 18, 90 years old and you reverse their age, did some anti-aging stuff on there, you can reverse their age by 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And so that, it makes a really big impact on their life. Um, if, if you're 90 and you, you eventually suddenly had the body of a, like a 60 or a 70, you'll be, you'll be over the moon, you know? Uh, so, that, so what we're going to talk about is anti-aging um, and, and, and creating like a base, a foundation for that. Um, so was I going to go? Oh, yes. What I wanted to so a lot of people don't understand what aging is. So there's two ages we have. Can I, can I just ask a question, yep. Joe? Um, so biohacking is what? Biohacking is is analyzing and checking what's going on in your body. I'm not quite sure that we so, understand. So biohacking is is literally it's is whatever works that uh, that that increases your performance, uh, or is anti aging, uh, or, or increases your health. So in the uh, entrepreneur field and in the um, where is it uh, silicon valley and all these high performance people they're massively into biohacking because they want to optimize they want to optimize their health they want to optimize their performance uh, they want to optimize their day so that they can get the maximum out of their bodies out of their brains uh, so they're interested so like an entrepreneur is interested in in peak health and peak performance because he wants to be able to get up at six in the morning, work crazy until midnight, 
go to sleep and then get up at six in the morning again. And he wants to be able to do that. And you cannot do that eating chips. You cannot eat, do that eating cakes, you know? So you have to optimize your food, um, your exercise, your sleep. So entrepreneurs massively work on their sleep, all of these things, because they want to, they want to get the maximum out of this body, you know? And so biohacking is, 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 it's, it's a combination of old stuff. Like for example, fasting, the diet, uh, red light therapy, um, you know, breathing techniques. So yoga is big in bio, in the biohacking world. Uh, meditation is really big in the biohacking world. Fasting, uh, eating the right foods is big. Uh, supplements, supplements are big. But for for what you guys need and for level one. Basically, anything you want to do, you have to sort of build up to it. Um, so, like, if you wanted to run a marathon, um, you wouldn't start with 26 miles, right? You would start at one mile. Right? And then once you got comfortable at one mile, you'd go to two miles and then three miles and four. And and health is the same thing. So you, you don't go straight to you don't want to be a bodybuilder in health, you know? You want to start with, you know, going to the gym once a week and then twice a week and then three times, and then you build it up that way. Um, but, but what I wanted to explain, does that answer it? Yes, thank you. So uh, yeah. we're, we're doing athletes' athletes journey here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but the most important bit is the baseline, is to create a really strong foundation. And once you have a really strong foundation, you then the body will then just start going up by itself and then you can start tweaking it but the tweaks you know without the foundation the, the, the tweaks mean nothing um so what i wanted to explain was like the chron chronological chronological age and biological age so chronological age is your is 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 how how long you've been on the earth and that doesn't change but there's also something called biological age so what age is and the way scientists can tell in the lab what age you are is, is they look at certain biomarkers in the body, in the DNA, in your blood, and all that kind of stuff, in your hormones. And, and it's the amount of damage you've done. So the more damage you've done, the older your body is. So they have been done... Um, like loads of... Um, they've done this on loads of people. And so they've come up with um, certain levels of damage. So they so certain levels of damage at a certain level, let's say fifty, it means you know you've done the same amount of damage that an average fifty-year-old would have. So if you're like uh, sixty years old, but the damage you've done in your body is the level that an, an average fifty-year-old would do, they'd be like, ah, your biological age is fifty, even though you're sixty. And if you then start reversing that damage you you can start literally reversing your biological age uh, because oh, you're doing like less that. and less dam less and less damage so you can like if you're 60 70 years old you can reverse your age quite because you've got a lot of damage in your body like a lot and and when when you start tickling that up and reversing it your the, the age of your body will drop really fast I've, I've been doing some of your tips that where I had a session with you and I've just been doing the basic simple things, just changing a few tweaks. And as I was saying in the beginning of the call that I feel, I feel lighter. I, I definitely have lost weight. I've, I feel less bloated. 
and I've just been doing a couple of tweets that you 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 suggested. I just I didn't want to go crazy. I just want to take it easy and just change things gradually. So yeah, that's totally agree. Yeah, I mean, basically, um, I like for me when I went through my journey, I had to change overnight. Like I had to change really fast because I didn't have a choice, you know. But what the way I I've I've had clients in the past, and what I do is I step them up slowly. They get comfortable at that level, and then I'll take them up another level. They get comfortable, and then and within a couple of months, you know, they've gone up ten levels, you know. But it's happened gradually, so there's been no pain in that along the way. Uh, because if you make a, a like if if like the the running one is a great example. Uh, if you've never run before, and I go right, we're going to go and do twenty six miles. It'll probably kill you, you know, but. Once you get to like 10 miles or 20 miles and you're doing that regularly, then getting to 26 miles is a lot easier. Like when I grew up, um, I, I, I grew up eating five, six meals a day. Like I was always hungry. Do you know, like I'd get up in the morning and I'm starving. And so I spent most of my life chasing after food. So I used to have two big breakfasts every morning. And I'm, when I say big, I mean big, you know, like one will be porridge, the other one will be ready brack and, you know, like um, um, special K, eggs, bacon, you know, like the whole works. And and then lunchtime would come and I'll just eat a massive lunch. And then my and and and, and by three o'clock, I'm starving again. By six o'clock, I'm hungry again. Do you know, like, so I was literally I was a slave for, to food. And the idea of, you know, missing three hours without food was an alien concept to me. And, and what I found when I was in this, and I remember even now, my energy levels would go up and down uh, throughout the day. And with, my, with the energy levels, my mood swings would go up and down as well. You know, like, I'd, like my mood, my energy, my mood, my state would just do this. And I, at the end of it, I'm like tired. Oh, my God, what the hell? you know, being me was hard work. And I remember thinking in there, like, this, this can't be normal. You know, I can't, this can't be how we were designed to live. You know, so, uh, and I remember going on my first um, retreat and they only had two meals and I panicked because I was like, oh my God, how am I going to survive with just two meals? So I took like a whole rucksack of nuts, seeds, and all kinds of stuff because I was oh my God, what, what if there's no food and, I'm, and I go hungry? Do you know, like, it's just like, what if I starve to death or kinds of stuff? Now I can go for days without eating, not even think about it. Because um, what you do, as you get healthier, you need less and less food. Um, yeah, so I explained that to you. So, so that's anti-aging, basically. Um, and, and if you... If you try to fight your um, your nature, like let's say uh, you want to lose weight, but you love cake, you know, and you hate exercise and you just love just sitting on the couch and doing nothing, like you are not going to be able to uh, lose weight. Do you know, like you, you'll lose a little bit of weight, but you're doing it through effort. You're doing it through uh, willpower. And that's never gonna, that will, that eventually you will fail, you know, your willpower will give out. Uh, but because you love cake, you know, like you love donuts, like, you know, because your brain, it's like, it, it, it's, it's aimed for that. But, but what if you change that round? What if you started loving salad? 
you know, like you started salivating on salad. You started, and when you saw, when you're coming to a, a to go up, this, you know, to to the third floor, like your your eyes dart to the um, to the stairs rather than to the uh, to the lift. You're like, oh yeah, this is it. I'm going up the stairs, you know, and you enjoy exercise. You enjoy moving about. You enjoy, um, you and you hate cakes. You know, like cakes make you you disgust you. You know, donuts disgust you. Like now, for you to be fit and healthy, there's no effort. Your your the the your mindset, your beliefs, beliefs that will take over. They'll in fact for you to then be fat and unhealthy would be hard work because you'll be going against your nature. So what you want to do is you want to start training your brain that you love eating salad or you love eating uh, uh, roast chicken or uh, or eggs, you know, and, and you hate bread and you hate cakes and that kind of stuff. And you do that by telling yourself quite easy. You just tell yourself, you see a cake. But what I do is I label things now. I'll label them out loud. So if, I, if there's a donut, I go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's diabetes over there. Oh, that, that one's cancer over there. And once you start saying things like that to your brain, your brain will go, oh, I, well, I don't want to, I don't want a diabetes. I don't want a cancer. And then when you see something uh, healthy, like a salad or whatever it is, you go, oh, yeah, oh, I love salad, you know? And, and if you keep doing that, you'll eventually reprogram yourself to start liking salad and you'll go off cakes. Like, I mean, I don't, I, I don't even see them now. I, when I'm at the, an event and there's cakes, usually I don't even see it. Like my brain just doesn't even register them. And I'll just go and get the salad, whatever it is I want. Um, I, I was at one the other day. And it was just the table just full of cakes. I hardly saw them. I just saw the salad, picked it up, and went to my, you know, did my thing. And because you can't deprive yourself, you know, like if you think you're missing out by eating the salad and you really wanted the cake, it's not going to work because you're going to eventually like cave in. We, we, you know, that's how we're hardwired. Um, we're hardwired to be lazy. We're hardwired to, to seek out what we enjoy. Um, and so, and, and there's a lot of diets out there. Do you know, anybody been on any kind of diets on here? That'd be a good one to ask. Uh, Jackie, have you done any kind of diets? Yes. Weight Watchers. All right. Okay. All right. And and how how was that? Um, I did very well actually. Yes. Yeah. Three and three and a half stone. Yes. Yeah. And, and anybody else? Any any other diets people have done? Julie, have you done any kind of dieting? Uh, Caroline. Ah, Julie. Uh, no, actually, I've always been okay with my weight, so I've, I've been lucky like that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Yeah. Um, so I, I've looked at a lot, a lot of these diets because there's the uh, the vegan diet, there's the vegetarian diet, there's um, there's keto, there's low carb, there's Atkins. You know, like there's all these diets, and what I've noticed is people. Diff different diets have worked for different people. Like there'll be somebody who, who who's vegan and they go, "Oh my god, I had massive results with with vegan." Somebody else went keto and they had massive results. And I was like, well, "Why is it that? Why is it that all of these diets are working and they're 
and some of them are completely opposite to the other the other one you know like and so how is it and what 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 i found one of the common denominators between all these diets there was two things i found that were that were consistent between all these diets and first one was becoming conscious of what you're eating um just becoming aware you know like oh i'm eating this mm -hmm. just become just choosing consciously what to eat has a massive impact on your health because it changes how what you eat um, mm -hmm. and and be, because the standard american diet is known as sad you know and that's what most people eat and that diet is so bad for you that any move away from it in any shape or form is it's got to be a good thing you know so it doesn't matter what their diet is you're moving away from the standard american diet your health is going to go up you know like because that is so bad for us it's just insane how bad it is um so those two things basically and and, and the other one is uh, eating natural foods you know so all of these diets they all seem to have in common is they get you to be conscious of what you're eating so you become selective you slight, become slightly picky um, and also eating natural foods so there's they're cutting out uh, to a large extent uh, processed foods and processed foods is basically basically it's, make, it's like mm. making a cigarette uh, and once you like so for some people one person um, vegan might work another person vegetarian another person this one but they're all eating natural foods they're all eating you know real food rather than processed foods and they're all conscious of what they're eating um so i i'm i'm keto i went low carb i also tried vegan i went down a hole or i mean i basically experiment every diet out there uh i haven't done atkins actually yeah um but yeah i'll tell you about atkins um and then but one of the questions i keep getting asked quite a bit is what is the perfect diet yeah and that's and do you see so that's a quite an so there's there's no perfect diet the only we would think we do have ourselves is a guidelines like even for like let's say jackie right if this if this month jackie was meditating all month her diet would be one way but if next month she started doing marathons her diet would change dramatically yeah um if the month after she started going living on the north pole her diet would again would change massively and then she moved to i don't know living in the sahara desert the diet would change again do you know like and mm -hmm. and and so your diet has to evolve with you what what your lifestyle is where you are living in the world you know like and so it a diet is so once you understand what food is and how food works then what you do is you your diet will evolve with you because now you're mm -hmm. eating consciously and, and that's what it is it's, it's, again it's the same with water there's this thing about is it two liters of water or eight cups of water or something is you can't drink like that either because you can't be it's, it's that's a prescription you know a doctor gives you a prescription like the amount of water you drink changes like you know just like i was saying with jackie if one month all she did was meditate she's going to drink a very different amount of water to the next month where she's doing you know 10 marathons uh, in the desert do you know like if she tried to drink the same amount of water in both of them one would kill her you know like if she tried mm -hmm. do you know so it has to evolve with you like what today you could be ill and so your body's going to require more water next day you're fine your body's going to require less water do you know like 
so it it just has to avoid you know so you listen to your body um and one of the biggest problem we have is we don't know how to listen to our bodies we don't know, we don't know uh when we're hungry or thirsty because uh, our bodies that send not our bodies sorry our brain send us two signals um when it's you know for food and one of those signals is for nutrition and the other signal is for um is for is for cravings and addictions uh, so if you crave crisps for example um or uh, or or biscuit there's no nutritional value in those things uh, so if you're craving those then it's not for nutritional it's it's an addiction and sugar and carbs are addictive processed foods by the way are designed from the ground up to be addictive so they're they're only there you know like with uh, what is it those um you you've got to have you can't you can't stop do you know like mcdonald's i'm loving it they're all designed they're like to the nth degree they have these things in the processed food industry called food scientists and their job and they get paid a lot of money and their job is to make that food as addictive as possible uh and sugar is addictive sugar is, is like for a food manufacturer sugar is the perfect ingredient because it preserves food uh sugar switches off your ability to tell when you're full uh sugar triggers the same parts in the brain similar parts to cocaine so causes addiction if you try to give up sugar if you try to give up bread you'll get withdrawal symptoms just like with cocaine um and so yeah it's um um yeah that, that's, that was my thing on that yeah um the, the other thing i wanted to say was you are what you eat so your body is made of literally out of the foods you eat so if you put good food in there then it will it, your body will be healthier your it'll affect your thoughts it'll affect your mood it'll it'll affect you know your state and your state your your thoughts create your reality as well so they all have a like a, a an impact on both ways so if you eat good food you'll feel better you'll have better thoughts you'll be in a better mood uh, you'll have better quality of life if you eat crap food then you know that so th th there's a massive link between them mm. uh it will yeah so um yes i've done that uh, so now what i wanted to do was go through the what is it what foods should you be eating um mm. so the healthiest diet for all of you the baseline diet is to eat whole natural good quality foods we we're talking about vegetables the the, the best vegetables are called cruciferous vegetables you know and you want to get the highest quality you can so you want to get organic but there's better than organic that farmers markets so where i live i live in near uh, greenwich and we have a uh, blackheath market here and we have the best the highest quality because it's small farms um and so you know i get the, the highest quality meat fish and eggs so so vegetables should be your uh, baseline so salad especially so whenever you eat have some salad you know obviously of good quality 
Um, the, the other ones that are uh, real food would be eggs. Eggs, obviously, mm -hmm. highest quality, not battery caged or, uh, or any of that. I get mine from a farmer's market. Um, yeah. Fish. Now, fish is amazing. Fish, fish, the health benefit of fish are outstanding. The only problem with fish is we've posed poison the seas uh, with mercury and all that kind of stuff. So with fish, you have to be careful. So the, the only fish that are low mercury, really low mercury, are like mackerel, the small fish, sardines, sardines, mackerel, oily fish, because they contain some mega-3s and all that kind of stuff in there. Um, swordfish, tuna, they contain a lot of mercury. So even though they're healthy, they contain too much mercury, and mercury is really bad for us. Um, and even in terms of salmon, salmon is the healthiest thing in the world, but our salmon from Norway and our salmon from Scotland, it's, it's all farmed, and the salmon yeah. don't get a chance to move around. And so if, if so, what they do, if you cut open like a Scottish salmon or a Norwegian salmon um, before it's killed, uh the, the 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 skin inside the 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 muscle inside is dull grain color so what they do is before they cull them two weeks before they cull them they'll they'll give them pink pellets which colors them pink on each mm. side. um so yeah so we have that so the best salmon is is wild salmon and the best one is wild alaskan salmon or sockeye salmon um alaska is still pristine so the sea waters around alaska are still clean and alaska doesn't allow um farming fish farming uh, so they all have to be wild uh, so i eat what wild alaskan salmon um and uh it's double the price but you know it's your health at the end of the day oh the, that's the other thing i want to say um it took me a while to get my head around this as well your your health your health is literally worth a billion pounds. You know, like, like you would pay a billion pounds if you lost your health to get it back. If you had a billion pounds, you'd pay that. I mean, when mm. I lost my health, I'd be willing to pay, but I was ready to pay about everything I had. Um, so, so your health is worth a billion pounds. So don't, so don't focus on, you know, like um, saving a few pennies here or there. Eat, eat less but eat higher quality yes. and and what you'll also find is that as you eat better and better quality food you'll find you need to eat less and less one of the reasons we we eat a lot of food is because we're eating foods that doesn't have much nutrition and so our bodies digest it but there's there isn't much in there and they go well you know there wasn't anything here give me some more but when you start eating high density, high quality, good quality foods, your body gets the nutrition and you'll feel less hungry. So just, but it will take time, but you'll get there, you know? So that's, um, so, so the, the food is really important. Um, so fish, yep, we've done, and then meat. Meat again is if you if you're a meat eater, I eat meat. Uh, get good quality meat. Don't, if you eat a sick animal, then you're getting the sickness from that animal. Uh, the problem with our meat supply, it's uh, it's 
pumped full of antibiotics. Uh, so you want to try to get organic. And the next level up from organic would be like a farmer's market, you know, these small farms. Uh, so you want to get the best quality meat you can. And, you know, so and that, that's what you want to eat. Um, some people have a problem with, with um, dairy. Um, so if you have a problem with dairy, cut that out. Um, but butter, you want to eat butter. Butter is like, it, it's like a literally the elixir of life. Um, but you want to eat good quality butter, grass-fed butter. Yes. Um, the, the best butter is um, French, unfortunately. So in, I, I also studied, I study Ayurveda. And in Ayurveda, they, there's a big difference between uh, cultured milk and non-cultured milk. So in India, we have something called ghee. Yeah. I love we can eat butter. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I go through sticks of butter, by the way. And I've, I've got a practically a six pack. Um, mm. And it's not because of the exercise. Yeah. So if you want to lose weight, exercise has very little. Exercise is important, but like if you're eating a lot of calories, uh, to burn that many calories, you'd have to run like several marathons and that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, so basically, in, in our stomach, around our stomach, midriff, uh, that's called visceral fat. This fat is really bad because that is toxic to the body as well, even while it's there. And to and so what the body does, if you eat a lot of toxins, it stores them there. So if you cut out sugar, flour, and processed foods, first thing you'll notice is that your belly goes down because you're starting to get rid of it. So it's easy to tell if somebody's eating um, uh, bad foods, their belly, they have a belly, basically. And as soon as you cut out the bad foods, the belly disappears. That's what happened to me. I used to have a belly. Um, and within months of me cutting out bad foods, uh, my belly disappeared by itself without too much exercise. So, um, because this is why people struggle, you know, they like people eating Big Macs and kebabs and, you know, chips and things like that, but they go to the gym and they're doing two hours at the gym every day or whatever it is, and they're not losing it. It's because, you know, they're still eating. It's, it's the junk food that's uh, being stored there. It's the toxins. Uh, so you want to get rid of that. One of the easiest ways to tell if you're healthy or not, or if you have if you're gonna have health problems in the future, or if you have health problems now, is if you have a belly. Easiest one. If you if you've got a belly, it means you're doing something wrong. Um, I'm not fat shaming anything. I mean, I used to be fat. So um, it's just an easy way to tell. So once you saw your diet out, the belly disappeared. So you don't have to worry about that. Uh, and the other the other thing is. The problem is people focus on losing weight, but what you should be focusing on is getting healthy. And once you start doing the health thing, what happens, the weight drops by itself. Um, the worst thing you can do is like weigh yourself every day because when you start on a health uh, uh, process, uh, your weight will fluctuate uh, because your body's going through a healing crisis. It's trying to heal itself. And so it, sometimes it'll try to hold on to water. Sometimes it won't. So your weight will go up and down, all kinds of stuff. And what that does, it'll discourage you if you, if you weigh yourself. Because one day, you like, you've lost, you know, I don't know, whatever. And then the, the couple of days later, you put more weight on. And, and you go, mm. but I'm eating the same food. I'm eating the same amount. How am I? And then you lose. you, And then it discourages you. You're like, oh, but I was eating healthy yesterday and the day before. But today, I'm heavier. You know, like, and your body has to go through this process. It's not a, like, it's not a linear process losing weight. 
the one the worst thing you can do is like weigh yourself daily um weigh yourself once a week or something but and then be aware that it's, it's also it's more about how you feel and you know what clothes you can fit into and all that kind of stuff love love that joe yeah it, it, I mean, mm. I, i've had quite a few clients and like they'll send me i have them on whatsapp and they'll go oh, i weighed myself today i put on you know half a you know 200 grams or 300 grams and like yesterday i lost 200 grams today i put on to i'm like man <laughs> i'm like don't don't weigh yourself throw it in the bin uh if you don't know yeah um yeah. i I used, to, I used to dance loads and loads and loads and be stick thin not to be thin but because i love dancing but when i when i started and sometime you know i was fatty and um yeah, not too skinny now, but you know, before I was, I was, um, you know, when I felt I put on weight, and I, I, I wanted to dance, and that feeling of dancing so much, and I knew that um, I felt frumpy and fat, but I just ignored that and just went for the music and my feeling of my body, and then that you, your focus changes. You go for the fun and the focus of you know feeling whatever you feeling good about yourself and whatever you're doing. That's the focus um so get away from the fixation on fat not fat thing I, th I think i don't know if i'm speaking for everybody here but i know it's a woman thing it's a constant fat not fat thing in, in women's lives it's, it's awful <coughs> i don't know if anyone else feels the same about you know the journey of diets and eating mm, definitely do do you feel the same yes yes the terrible pressure isn't it yeah. fat not fat especially when you're short as well you know if you're only four foot eleven ten and a half actually you you're more conscious of yourself because you're shorter and it's I can't terrible. wear yes I can't wear a high heel anymore because I've got rods and plates in in one leg so I can't wear a high heel anymore so yes and when you're young, how you've been treated. <laughs> yeah. You know, people being nasty to you. Sorry. <laughs> Ter terrible stigma and pressure, isn't it? And mm. Consciousness of, uh, of yeah. um, when I went through bulimia years ago and um, the, the intensity of paranoia of somebody looking at me is just, mm. I was, I couldn't go outside, you know, way back. Yeah. Um, but here we are changing. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean I, I when i was fat i used to wear loose clothes like i would buy clothes several sizes bigger than what i needed because then that hid everything so yeah. i used to wear these yeah. i used to wear these massively baggy trousers and these yeah. massively baggy shirts and the, these shirts would be like too clearly two sizes too big for me yeah but they hid everything <laughs> so but 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 since I've uh, you know uh, started doing the health stuff, and I lost weight, I uh, my body feels great and it looks great. So I now threw all those clothes away, and all my clothes are tight fitting uh, yeah. because you know I want to look good, you know. So that's right. Uh, yeah, and 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 the thing is, like, I, it took me a while. I had to change my mindset around exercise as well. I used to hate exercise. Like for most of my life, I hate. Now I love exercise. Like the other day, we were going through, walking through a park, and there was the, um, you know, the monkey bars and all that kind of stuff. I had my gloves in my bag, and I was like, right, this is it. 
So like I spent half an hour running around on the monkey bars, you know. So I'm like a gorilla now on uh, <laughs> monkey bars. Whereas like before, you know, I wouldn't be able to be, even hold myself up. And now wow. I do chin ups and all kinds of stuff. So really, how old are you again? You're fifty something. You said, Joe. I, I'm fifty five, but fifty five. But my health journey only started like when I hit fifty. Um, wow. Before, before when when that, you were a bed. Yeah, yeah, but when I when I ended up in hospital, that's um, that was my biggest wake up wake up call. Uh, and it, it, at that four, point, four, four years four years ago, you're in hospital, having it, to be turned by your sister and all that. Wow, that's amazing. That, it was two. It was <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah, two, it was 2016. Yeah, yeah, 2016. It's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, 2016. It was yeah. Um, when they um, when they I think it was I remember it was January 2016. When they came and told me I had uh, diabetes as well, so like, oh man, like, it was literally like one thing after another. They just kept piling, like, oh, you got this, or you got that, and then a couple of days later, oh, you got this as well. Oh, okay, you got this as well. Oh, all right then. <laughs> and it was just, um, it's like, yeah, it's just amazing. It's, yeah, it's it is, and it's, so so the, the food, yeah, just good eating good quality food, like um like organic the the other thing with with food is um so it's, it's cutting out the bad foods you know but like be processed foods but the other one that is that has a massive impact on your health in terms of food is the fats so in the west in the standard western diet we are deficient in good quality fats like your brain it, even though 70% is water, all the, um, all the physical matter in the brain, it's all made out of fat, you know, all of it, you know, and, and every so cell in good, it. Sorry, well, what are good fats then? What do you mean good fats? You said the French butter yeah. and so, grass-fed. Grass grass, so, so, so if anything French, it will be good. So you don't have to worry about <laughs> grass-fed, anything like that with the French. Um so so it, it, so there's uh so uh, let me tell you about bad fats first because bad fats is vegetable oils. Uh, they're not actually vegetables; they're seed oils because vegetables don't actually have any fat or oil. Um, so, but they but they got labeled vegetable fat or oil because vegetable sounds healthier. So it was wow. mar- it was a marketing ploy. Um, I did not know that. So in supermarkets, they sell the, the vegetable oils in uh, those plastic big bottles. You know, you've seen them. Um, I, and any oil that comes in a plastic bottle, I would stay clear clear off completely. Uh, the only oils that are good in terms of uh, like these kind of oils is, is the ones that come in in glass bottles that are darkened. So extra, so olive oil is bad. Extra virgin olive oil is really good, but extra, but extra virgin olive oil is very delicate, so it has to come in a glass bottle. Like I buy them in one liter bottles, um, it has to be darkened bottle. You know whether the color is darkened, because if they're so delicate that sunlight would destroy them. The light destroys the vegetable. Oil. I mean the uh, what, extra what's a, what's the make do you you buy? So you dark. Glass bottles. Dark, dark glass bottles, yeah. I mean, littles, littles have that. 
Yes, Littles yeah. have it, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I get mine from Sainsbury's. They have it there as well. Yeah. But I buy the one liter one because I go through a lot. Yeah. Um, and what so about put... seed oil? Rapeseed. Rape so seed. the cold press oils are good, but they'll all come. So avocado is great. Hemp oil is amazing. Um, but it's got to come in, um, it's got to be in a glass, glass. because because the so if and it's got to say cold pressed you know on there because the problem with all these oils is if you heat them they you damage them they become carcinogenic so olive oil it 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 was it was extracted by cooking the uh, olives so what they do is they they do the cold press first which gives you extra virgin olive oil and then the rest of the oil in there they cook the uh (laughs) what's left over the pulp and then that then gives them olive oil and that olive oil has been cooked and so it's carcinogenic it's it's literally like smoking a cigarette wow um, it, it's it's that bad for you so I, I would stay away from any of those or anything anything that comes in a plastic will stay away from it right. uh, and it's got to say cold pressed on it but the only so here's a problem with the cold pressed oils you can't cook with them because they're they're delicate they're very delicate so as soon as you cook with them you make them carcinogenic so with cooking so the two things i want to say about cooking first one is the pan you're using is really important um what is it um aluminium aluminium yeah so aluminium is really bad for your body so i don't use aluminium pans because every time you cook in an aluminium pan a very, very small amount of the aluminium will end up in your food. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's the same with non-stick pans. Uh, if, you, if you have a non-stick pan and you've had it for years, look at the non-stick and it's slowly worn away. And so very small amounts of it has ended up in your food. And that's also carcinogenic. What so, about ceramic? have got yeah. ceramic. Yeah. So what's happened because of this, uh, they started bringing out new... Um, um stainless steel the stainless steel is really good as well so they started bringing out new um (laughs) non-sticks which use ceramic and that is really good so uh my brother uses um the ceramic um pans and you know the non-stick ones so what about the air fryers so air fryers are good um so they're, they're they're fine um what's the other one so stainless steel is good as well, yeah. but the best type of pen, especially for women, um, and, and you know, is is uh, iron pan. So I use an iron pan. The only I've got one because of you, Joe. I've got yeah. my iron pan. <laughs> I've got mine here actually. Let me just bring oh, well mine. Done. <laughs> um, I never thought of that. I thought that sort of old fashioned. I don't know what, but uh, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, I, I know. But the, the, so that's a good thing, uh, because, good, it, good. because you know it gives you a bit of exercise. Great lifting. <laughs> so so iron pans are great. The only problem with them is one they're expensive, uh, and two they're heavy. And the third one, the problem with them, is that as soon as you cooked with them, you have to clean them, and then once you wash them, you want to dry them, and then coat them in oil. I, I use coconut oil. Because then, because you don't want them to rust. No. Rust is bad for you. So, like, I cook in my iron pan all the time. and But as soon as I cooked it, I've taken the food out of it. 
I'll wash it straight away because then because it's much easier to wash, and then dry it. And then I put a, like coating of uh, coconut oil in there, and boom, I can put it away. So it's good then. Um, and and stainless steel obviously is brilliant. Mm -hmm. Stainless steel like it doesn't react to anything. So th that's the first thing. The 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 pan you're using is important. So don't use the most important is that don't use aluminium, and don't use the you know the standard nonstick one. Yeah. Taff Tefal or Teflon or something it's called. Because you, my my friend's got one like multiple layers of tough of uh, non-stick, but then that's the same stuff. Then presumably, she's got like seven layers of. It's really they're really expensive, but they are non-stick. That would be the Teflon stuff then. If it says Teflon, that that's no good. But there are new um, non-sticks coming out, which I think have like um, I think is it called green or something. Uh, but there are new ones coming out, which the coating doesn't come off. Um, which are quite good. I think they have ceramic uh, coating on it or something. Um, so those are really good. Um, so you can use those if you're doing a lot of cooking. And so now, what oils do you use for cooking? This is very important. So, so the top two, I would say, the best two are ghee yeah. and animal fat. So like um, beef dripping, but butter. butter I would put below because I'll tell you why. At the top is ghee and animal fats because they don't because they can handle much higher temperatures without going you know carcinogenic or rancid or anything like that. So ghee and so if you eat animals, I mean I I use duck fat. I use beef drippings for my cooking. Oh yeah. Yeah. Gosh, what my yeah. mum is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the other thing I want to say. That's a good point, actually. Thank you for reminding me. So the way your grandmother used to cook, or the way your mum mm. used to cook. Yeah. That was the be that was the right way. But it what's was. happened? But what's happened in between is we've ended up in the industrial age, and yeah. we've ended up with processed yeah. foods, and so the so that knowledge got skipped. A generation yeah so yeah. the way your grandmother or your mother cooked yes, was, the, was the right way and yeah she put the roast potatoes around the meat of the fat coming mm. off the meat yeah that's yeah it, yeah yeah so, so so beef i use beef drippings the beauty of using beef drippings beef. is 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 not many people do use it so it's cheap it is <laughs> it's, it's amazing cool. cheap, like, yeah like um brilliant and, and yeah. i use and i use duck fat and i use goose fat and all that kind of stuff oh lovely um, That's good. And, and and they're cheap they're cheap yes. because nobody else wants to use them so i'm like yeah I got, during lockdown i had like literally a cupboard full of uh uh you know bottles, uh, cartons of fat in case i there was a famine mm. and and the and, beauty and and, sorry, and this is Sorry, uh, this is all um, grass-fed uh, beef you yeah. get from your farmer's market. Then, yeah, so. that's it. Yeah, that's it. And that's but, all but, the but, cheap but, but even but even like the, um, uh, I mean, I, I also get it from Waitrose. Waitrose is also mm. really good. So in terms of supermarkets, uh, Waitrose is good. M&S is good. Uh, and Whole Foods is really good as well. Um, but I've noticed, so I, I used to struggle with coconut oil because it was so expensive. And so I used to wait, um, you know, when Holler and Barrett used to have that 50% off. Mm -hmm. 
And then I would buy like three or four jars of one kilogram coconut uh, oil. But then I have to wait. But since I've moved in with my girlfriend, there's a Aldi down the road from me here. Yeah. And Aldi have Aldi. really good quality coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Cheap as chips. £1.70 yeah. or something. Yeah, Aldi. Yeah. yeah. Of- and, and it's the same quality. And it's the same quality as the Harambara. Mm-hmm. I checked it out. So wow. like, the, like the first time I went in, I thought that that made a mistake. It was a typo or something. Uh, so I just bought all of them. I think it was like 10 jars there. And I just put the whole <laughs> lot in my mouth. I was like, I was like, I'm going to come tomorrow and the price is going to be double or triple. Uh, like, uh, um, so, and the, and the beauty of all these jars of like beef drippings or duck fat or coconut oil, any of your ghee is they last forever. They yeah. do not go off. So you can keep them for a famine, you know, like or World War Three or whatever. So like I, underneath um, in, in our spare room, I reckon there's at least 20 jars of fat in this house. One of my, I don't know what it is about it, but every time I go, I'll buy three or four jars. So, uh, and, you know, my girlfriend Zoe, she keeps putting it under the bed. <laughs> but it doesn't go off, you know, it doesn't go off. So that's so great famine food. And, and it's very dense. And it's amazing good for your body, by the way, just to let you know. Um, if you've got um, like high blood pressure and any of those, it'll help you reduce it. If you've got any kind of damage, inflammation in your body, it reduces inflammation. Also, if you're going through menopause, um, menopause, during menopause, what happens with women? Coconut oil. Sorry, uh, any oil, any of them. Any oil. Oh, right. So you, you bought, and also, by the way, your skin, 50% of your skin is saturated fats. So if you, if you want to get rid of your wrinkles mm. and all that, start using these oils that your skin will get healthy as well. Right. But, but during menopause, one of the things that happens is uh, your estrogen and your progesterone and your testosterone drop by 50% or more when yeah. you're going through menopause. And that's why you get all these, these issues. And one of the side effects of this is, and they don't know why, I look into it, but they just don't know why, is you lose, when women going through menopause, they lose uh, control over, um, over their um, sugars. So their body finds it harder to, to regulate sugar. It's almost like they've got pre-diabetes or diabetes. Mm. And so that, that's what gives you like sleepless nights and things like that. Uh, so the quality of your sleep suffers and so one of the ways to um, so you're losing um, and, and all these estrogen progesterone and all these they're made out of cholesterol so you want to eat foods that are high in cholesterol like eggs for example um, to, to bring your um, your levels back up um, yeah so, yeah, I just want to say I find this like spending my brain because you know I've spent a life trying to don't eat fat and don't yeah. eat don't get fat and don't eat chopped. <laughs> yeah, same here. same here. Same here. Really? Right. really? Yeah. So, so I, you know, I, I'm, I'm putting my butter in my pan. I think, oh fuck, I need butter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 
and, so and, and, I, and I guess I guess gone. proof is in the pudding, isn't it? To eat eat these things and then see how you feel, and you know you've clearly you give you're a great example of. I mean, it's, I said sixteen for six years then, and you were in that state, and this is what's done to you. Fantastic! You're proof of the pudding, aren't you? Jeremy? Yeah, amazing. I mean, it, but it's bending my brain, I have to say. <laughs> like, like exactly what you're right, but what you're saying, because we've been conditioned and taught the opposite. Like the first couple of years, I had a massive disconnect in my brain, going like, "Well, but hang on a minute, everything I'm learning is saying do this, but." It's the opposite yeah. of what, you know, like, yeah. and so the, and because I had diabetes, I, I, I had um, a GP, so I had to go and see regularly and I have a dietitian, and like, once I started doing keto and I started doing, you know, eating healthy, I, like, I didn't need any of their tablets or their medicines or anything like that. And, but I still, they give me a blood test and my GP and my nurse, my dietitian, they don't want to know, Right. They go, look, your blood work is excellent. I don't know what you're doing. I don't want to know what you're doing, but just keep doing it. That, mm. is, the, that is the best thing. That, and I'm like, I just shut up. And I just go, like, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Because they don't want to know. It's like, because they can't, they can't give yeah. that, tell their patients this, you know? So they just don't want to know because it, they could lose their license, you know? Yeah. That's how bad it is for them. So they're in a sticky situation as well. Uh, I'm going to have to love you and leave you. I'm ever so sorry. That's all right. I'm, I'm really sorry because <laughs> it's so brilliant. But I am. I'm going to have to. Yeah. I'm you. going to be sending out the replay, Jackie, so you won't be oh, sorry. Will you? Oh, that's wonderful because I've got loads of notes here as well. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes, me too. Thank you so much. You're an amazing person. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate here. it so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I, I see the time is almost two hours, yeah. yeah. So, I was going to just... say, I don't want to make get everyone tired because it's, uh, I don't want to lose the first one to get off. <laughs> Terrible. I've got And then you touch it. your phone and then you click the leave with the red button, the red oh, button leave. Go. She's done it. She's done I think it. she's done. She's done yeah, so Joe, yeah. Do you yeah. want to bring it to a conclusion then? Yeah. So the, the last bit I just want to say is is fasting, intermittent fasting. And that's been obviously, you know, tested to death in, in the labs. And uh, basically what you want to do is delay your first meal as late as possible. There's a lot of science behind this, but it would take me ages to go through all of it. But basically, you want to delay your, your first meal, your breakfast, to as late as possible, ideally to 12 p.m. And, and then to finish eating by 6 p.m. So that's called intermittent fasting. That's, you want to eat within a six-hour window. I've got mine down to about two or four hours. Uh, but again, you want to step it, baby step it. So if you eat breakfast at eight in the morning, then you want to push it to nine and then 10, and then 11, and then 12. And, and, and that's a, rather than trying to do it in one big jump. And you'll, and when you, once you get there, you'll find you naturally don't be hungry in the morning anyway. Um, but yeah, that, that, I think we should um, come to a close on that. Because I, I have loads of notes here. So I could just keep going for another three hours, I reckon. 
It's been amazing, really inspiring. And uh, I mean, you are inspiring yourself, you know, because what you've been through um, just blows me away. And you said six years, you know, bedridden to your healthy guy now. You said uh, you got your six pack and everything. And and um, yeah, I mean, what you've been suggesting is, has been bending my brain, but I mean, I've just done the first steps you've suggested to me, get rid of bread and I got rid of pasta um, and keep an eye on the sugars. I don't eat that much sugar, but I feel less bloated and I've lost weight, definitely. I feel better. And um, yeah, so um, I'm gonna carry on. And um, thank you so much for your guidance and um, your knowledge, it's, it's, been, it's really inspiring. Does anybody want to add any questions? Anybody want to add something? Uh, you, have, you want to ask any questions? Julie, Grasner, Caroline? Do you want to ask anything? Um. Julie? Uh, yeah, it was just a very quick question um, about whole avocados. Um, how many it's safe to eat? I mean, I've been having like half of one most days, but I didn't know if that was okay. You'll be, you're fine. It, there's a there's a myth about this is again the old system uh, where don't eat more than one egg a day or whatever it was, you know, or avocado. If you if you if you're happy with two avocados, have two avocados. I sometimes eat two or three avocados. If you're if if you want to eat three eggs, eat three eggs. You know, like um, some of the healthiest people I know eat like five or six eggs a day. You know, for their their first meal. Like I I normally have three eggs with with the, like half a stick of butter in it. Um, but yeah, avocados are great. There's nothing bad in avocados, uh, so you're all good over there on that. Front. Thank you, thanks, Joe, and thanks for a wonderful presentation. I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Thank you. Really appreciate Thank you. Fantastic. So, so Joe, um, where, what, uh, how do people get hold of you? What, what, um, what is your website or your link or uh, how? What's the next step from this talk? If people want to have a chat to you, or yeah, what, what's the next? So, to take? so I, I'm on. Um, I have my own website called just JoeBaines.com. Uh, I'm also on YouTube, just Joe Baines. Um, I'm uh, also on face Facebook. Joe Baines. Um, yeah, it's just Joe Baines, basically. Everywhere just, Joe Baines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, with, with this, I'm going to send a recording to, to everybody here and to um, everybody who signed up for it. There are a few other people that couldn't come after all. Um, and so you'll get the recording and I'm going to put the link for uh, for Joe's, Joe's uh, links, the things you just mentioned. Um, and um, why might they come to you? What would be the reason to, what would they book up? Would they book up a consultation or a chat or how, um, what, why would they come to you? And what would they book up with you? Uh, normally people, people, so most of the time people come to me is because uh, they've seen me on my Facebook because I post a lot on Facebook uh, on in my Instagram channel and my YouTube because I, I work out and I go and do all kinds of stuff. So I, at the moment, I'm doing like a morning wake up challenge. As soon as I wake up, I've got like an 11 kilogram weight bag next to my bed. My goal is to get out, go to the gym in the park, work out for 10 minutes, and I record all this. Uh, and then I post it. And so people come to me because they see that, oh, yeah, I want to do what this guy is doing. So people come to and most of the time, people just message me either on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm all those platforms. 
And uh, normally it's just to see, you know, what the problem is. Uh, and then people book me, um, you know, and you can book me. I'm on Funzing, Eventbrite, Airbnb, uh, um, all of those places. So, uh, but I, I would just say, just message me first um, and then see if we are a good fit because, you know, I may not be a good fit for you, you know, but just like everything else. So you just, just mess, see what your problem is. And if the problem is something that, you know, I can help you with, because it may not be me, it could be somebody else. If it is something I can help you with, then I go, right, yeah, I can help you with this. Let's go with that. If it's not, oh. then I'll send you somewhere else. Brilliant. So um, I'll um, we'll have a chat afterwards. Give me all your links, then I'm going to share them with everybody. Um, but meanwhile, um, it's jo joebaines.com. Is that correct? That's it, yeah. Perfect. J O E B A I N S. That's it. Yes. Dot com. Yeah. Fantastic. Joe, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your intellect and your 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 story. It's been a, been really inspiring and very informative. And um, thank you, thank you everybody for joining tonight. And I hope you got some some golden nuggets out of all of that, some inspiration like I did. And um, and uh, yeah, do contact Joe if this is something you want to take to another step and ask his advice. And um, and meanwhile, thank you so much, everybody. Fantastic to to uh, to be hosting. I've, I've really appreciated your time, Joe. Thank you. Thank so, you very much. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks, Althea. Thank you. Everyone. You're welcome. Because it's all Joe's work. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you want to, um, yeah, and Joe, just um, let me know um, your contact. Or we'll yeah. uh, hop on to a call and just uh, to get all the contacts for everybody. Yeah. Cool. And I'll, and I'll send you the recording. Thank you so much. Bye. Right. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you.